or to the people Mm -hmm. that are like doing all these things. So I was living luxury while I was miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just did it because I compared myself to other people and I was like, oh, this is what this person's doing. Monday, you crazy chickens. <laughs> um, okay, I hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week. It is Monday. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't really know how to start these when I have an interview, so I think I'm just going to jump right into it. I hope you guys enjoyed my little bonus episode last Thursday. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. That's where I'm going to be talking more about like my views and my experiences, maybe just crazy things that happen. Um, but yeah, I don't want these to get too long. So I'm just going to jump right into this next interview. I know two interviews. Can you believe it? I actually have like three in the queue, which is so exciting. So thank you guys all for listening. If you think that this is useful or not, like send it to other people. Honestly, bad publicity is still publicity. So if you want to send this to your friends and say, Megan, look at this whack job then do it because I want people to hear me and I don't care if they think I'm a whack job or not because people are listening and I'm spreading good messages so without further ado I'm going to jump right into this next interview um and hope you guys enjoy okay wait I don't know do I need like a jingle to go into the interview like I've been thinking do I insert like a sound effects like a I don't know (laughs) what do I do I'll just like fizzle it out I'm just gonna give it a five second pause okay so get ready for it five second pause no, it's not buffering. Here we go. Three, two, one, five second pause. Hey, yeah. everybody. I've got Devonshi here with me. Oh, shoot, Devonshi. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask. Are you comfortable with me using your name? Oh, totally. Okay. Sorry. Just wanted to make sure I would say, or I could always bleep it out, but okay. all right. Okay, <laughs> okay. So Devon, she's obviously very nice because I just <laughs> messed up that intro, but yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is super exciting. So you're only number two for me to have, and I'm really excited because I feel like I'm going to be a little bit better about the things that I wasn't so great on in the first interview. I also mentioned my voice changes kind of like, I think I change pitches of my voice when I'm talking to people. So I'm going to focus on that as well. So I don't sound like a freak, but I love that. Mine does too. So you're totally fine. Okay, perfect. So we're on the same page. Great. Okay. So since I don't know you either, which is fantastic. Um, why don't we just jump right into just like a little bit of an intro. If you could just talk about where you're from, any hobbies you have, uh, anything you want the audience to know about you. Okay. Well, um, this is always so interesting because when people are like, where am I from? I've lived all over the country. And then I'm also, I, I was born in India. So it's a little bit of a confusing answer. Um, okay, go so- for it. Born in India, and then I grew up in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, and then went to school in D.C., lived in New York for a little bit. Um, Atlanta is where my parents are currently, and I am currently in Chicago. Um, And I am an only child, very close to my cousins, though. So uh, don't really have any siblings, but my (laughs) cousins are there. And then uh, basically, the number one thing I want people to know is I got a quarantine dog, and her name is Hazel, and she's incredible. Oh my uh, gosh! What kind of dog? She is a golden retriever and yellow lab, so she's oh. amazing and staring at me like now. 
right now telling me that <laughs> she knows I'm talking about her. But oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing! That, so you um, jumped on that bandwagon of getting all those quarantine puppies. Oh, I did, and honestly, best decision I've ever made. Really? Uh, yeah. She's are perfect. you? I have to ask. In the city, are you in like a complex, or are you in a house? Are they cool with pets, or was that a hassle to get Hazel? Yeah, it was a. It wasn't a hassle at all. I also jumped on the bandwagon of buying my own condo during okay. COVID. So lots of change. <laughs> so it sounds like you're quite the basic girl, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Basically from bread making to buying, um, buying a condo. I did it all during COVID. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Okay. And then I also have to ask where has been your favorite place to live? Cause you've basically done it all. So yes. Um, I have to say Chicago's probably high up there, but nothing beats Boulder. Um, okay. Just the outdoors and just the mm-hmm. connection with nature. It, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, have you been to Starved Rock around here? I have not, but <laughs> it I, is not even comparable. I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that I even asked that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it is the most basic little hike that you can get in the Midwest. So don't, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, decent for Midwest, but nothing compared, compared to what you came from. So awesome. Okay. So that was great. Um, now I'd like to actually start getting to some good stuff. Um, so the first question I want to ask you is what does success mean to you? So do you have any specific attributes you have, um, that you like see in somebody else that you think defines their success, anything that you aspire for your own success? Oh, Megan, if you asked me that question when I got out of college, it would have been a completely different answer to now. So for me now, success is an individual that honestly just doesn't get, uh, Megan, can we curse on here? Uh, Absolutely. Go for it, Devonshi. Bring it out. (laughs) I was like, oh God. Um, But yeah, it basically means an individual for me that just doesn't give a fuck about what other people think and just wants to do what they are most comfortable doing. I love Um, that. That looks like uh, you're being a boss ass bitch running a company or you're just you're doing what you need to do to live the best life that you need to. So that's what success means for me now. If you asked me four or five years ago, it would be how much money you have in your pocket. Okay. And when do you think that switch that mindset switch happened for you? Um, when I realized that yes, money can be bring happiness and like freedom, but it isn't everything, right? Like Mm -hmm. as humans, I feel like we can tend to crave adventure. We can tend to compare ourselves with other things that we see with social media or people, or just even honestly our family. And then, uh, in order to get there, you might have to spend money. So that's constantly what I used to do. And then the switch was like, that's actually not what I want to do. I don't want to be an individual that works 24 seven. Like I want to be someone that is confident in who I am and like is comfortable in what I want to do. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's great. I think you're spot on with the idea that people are constantly wanting that idea (laughs) of money. And I, and it's really hard on, I bring up social media on just about every episode I talk about just because I feel like for me, that's affected me a lot. You know, you see all these people living these glorious lives, traveling the world with mom and dad's money. And I mean, even myself, I'm living at home right now and I'm spending way too much for what I should be just because I think I I can. Um, But just like you said, money is not going to bring me everything, all my joys. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, social media, especially during quarantine, right? What's 
I think it was a gift and a curse because you could tech, you could glimpse into people's life without the travel and without the luxury because a mm-hmm. lot of us had to take a pause on it. Um, and it really just, it was kind of like, oh, I really don't want to be like that girl or I, I don't really need that. So um, yeah. Do you have any lot. tips for people to get out of that mindset? Because I think it's a lot easier said than done because totally. it's, it's always yeah. there, you know? <laughs> Oh God, therapy. Uh, that <laughs> therapist is like one of my best. She's not one of my best friends. I consider her one of my best friends. But aside from that, buy, um, a, buy a hazel and <laughs> and then yeah, you forget I, about all other problems other than your dog. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Then you have an unhealthy codependent attachment to your dog. Like <laughs> um, I think my big one that I've tried to do in in the last two years, especially recently, is. Um, well, there's two things. One is doing social media cleanses. Like, I feel like we don't spend enough time thinking about that and understanding that we let people in and out of our circle. But if they're out of our circle, then like, I don't need to know what they're up to 24 seven. That's just me being nosy. And like, uh, I don't know, just, it doesn't help me in any way. Right. I so see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's no need to follow up with Joe Schmo from freshman year of high school if you're not talking to Joe Schmo once a month. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that was just me learning that my circle, it doesn't have to be the biggest circle in the world, but it has to mm-hmm. be quality. Right. So I don't give a crap about what Joe Schmo did when I last time I talked to him was in 2013, mm-hmm. but I still might want to know what he's up to, but that's just me being a nosy person and trying to see what other people are doing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not like, how will that help my life? You know, that is, that is, you are inspiring me to go through my Instagram and do like a little cleanse from all these people that I don't care about because I am a hundred, this sounds so bad. So to those of you that are my close friends that are listening to this, I'm admitting something. (laughs) They're going to check. They're going (laughs) to check. No, no, but seriously, I have this horrible habit of, I like do deep stocks on people when I see that people are thriving and like, I go find out what job they're doing. And then I go find out how much money they're making and which is so bad. And I, I hate that I'm admitting it, but like Glassdoor has become my friend the past six months, especially yeah. as I've been trying to find my new career. And I think just to your point before that for some stupid reason, m- my mindset is on that money driver and which, it, which is going to get me the most money. But I know deep down that I don't want to be a software engineer. Like I could be making 200 grand being a software engineer in five years, but that is not what interests me. So that is, I'm going to, I'm going to go through and my followers or my following is going to drop down to like 10. So. <laughs> but it really helps. And honestly, like that's, my career, and I didn't talk about this in my intro, but my career... No, actually, this is this might be a great transition to talk yeah. about that. If you want to go ahead and go from like what you were doing in high school to through college and now, I would love to hear it. So go for it. So my career, I wanted to, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with space since genetics and I was a complete science nerd. Um, and then I actually decided not to pursue that and go straight to business for college. Okay. Um, and the reason why I did that was one, because I'm, I like talking to people. Oftentimes they don't know when to shut up and then <laughs> two, the money aspect. But even my senior year of college, when I was finishing up all these general credits, cause I went to a liberal arts school, I had to take biology and I loved every minute of it. And even my friends could see like, that's where my passion lied. And it was just so interesting for me that I went all these four years. And I remember having a conversation with my mom of being like, mom, what if I changed my 
major to biology on the very last like semester of college. Oh my. And she and I just looked at each other and I was just like, one, that's probably not the smartest idea because we spent so much money on college mm-hmm. and I just don't want to do any more. But two, like, I just couldn't see a career path for that because in my like heritage being Indian, I mean, yes, there is money in that, but my parents were consultants. So for me, I connected money to consulting and business and, and value that way. And I think that's what a lot of us do, right? Is like, we go into college and we say, what is our career or what is the career that we want? It's not, hey, what do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, and then from there, I spent uh, eight months being in account management. And then I moved into a career in consulting where I literally had no work-life balance for three and a half years. Like it was an amazing time and I learned so much. But like one of the main reasons why I stayed was because of the pay. Because I knew I was getting a bomb-ass bonus and very competitive comparative pay to the individuals that are in finance or to the people Mm -hmm. that are like doing all these things. So I was living luxury while I was miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just did it because I compared myself to other people and I was like, oh, this is what this person's doing. Or, oh, like if you're not in consulting, you're in finance and I don't want to be in finance. So then I just decided like, okay, I can't do that. And then I, I switched to a tech company to something that I like more, but I don't know. It's, it's very interesting where, your mindset changes when money doesn't become the number one driver. And yeah. I like, I'm getting paid more than I was in consulting, but I'm still establishing my boundaries. And that's what success mm-hmm. looks like for me. You no, know? That, that's absolutely. Yeah. That's um, I think you hit on so many great things. I want to go back to yeah. um, you said that your parents like were consultants. So that's kind of what drove you yeah. to consulting, which I think is so interesting because the last girl that I interviewed also said that her parents, um, she didn't end up doing what they wanted her to do either. But when she was growing up, they were pushing her into medicine because that's what the culture wanted, (laughs) which I think is such a huge point. I don't, this podcast is so new that I don't know the demographics of people listening. However, I would assume quite a few are going to be younger. And I think that's so big, especially for people going into college or, you know, making that decision of what they want to pursue after college, that mom and dad, are going to put pressure on you because they want you to be successful and in their mind, success is probably money because they've gone through the trenches of trying to support you. (laughs) But it's so important that you're choosing what's best for you. And I know in my own experiences, I've had that where I've got some familiar familiar, Fam, <laughs> you want to help me out here? Familiar, familiar, familiarity, familiar. No, the familiar. <laughs> Am I having like something going on with my brain? Are you right okay? Now? <laughs> What's the word to say? Like family. It's like tied to the family. Yeah. There we go. I think we get it. Think- Whatever. <laughs> oh my god, my face is so hot and red right now. I can feel it. Anyways, backtrack. We're um. So I had a lot of pressure from my family to like pursue medicine, and. I think that one of the reasons I stuck out with it for so long, despite my inner, you know, aching that it wasn't for me was because I didn't want my parents to look down on me. And it sounds like you also kind of felt a little bit of that pressure to go into that. And so I I just think it's so important to call attention to that because the parents will love you. (laughs) And, And I think like as kids, I don't know the other individual, but as kids, you, you like, honestly just want to make your parents proud Mm -hmm. or at least that was me. Right. And, and 
I think there's more ways to make them proud than what they suggest us to do. And I think that is like a big learning, especially someone that's like balancing two cultures, like myself, Indian and American, and like trying to figure out, oh, am I too Indian enough? Am I too like American enough? All that fun stuff. But I had to go through the journey of me being like, I can make my parents proud in multiple ways and it doesn't have to be by listening to them. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think that, like you said, that you want to see you happy. So if you're transitioning to something that's making you happier, that is going to make them just as proud as you making your six figures right out of college. Totally. I also kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into how you made those transitions from job to job. If you, if you don't want to like disclose this, this, that's totally fine. So just cut me off here. Tell me, shut up. (laughs) but your current tech job, can you give a little bit more insight into that? what the exact role is. I'm just curious. Um, cause yeah. I, I just love to follow people's trajectory from, you know, I studied this in college, then I went to this type of business because my dad told me he knew the guy to, so a little bit more insight into those specific roles and how that transition played out. Yes. Yeah, so I studied information system, systems and database, um, and management in, college. And then I went into account management, which was basically sales and just making sure account health is good. Then I went into strategy consulting where I, um, focused heavily on strategy execution. So really focusing on how do companies go from X to Y or, or A to Z or whatever. Um, and then from there, my current job that I'm at right now is, kind of like my consulting job. It's, it's a subset of it. And I was hired for this job because of my consulting experience, but it's actually building simulations for a tech company, which is super cool because I'm able to like help build out a part of an organization that's working on expanding this skill set and building these future states of, Hey, why don't you practice what great is supposed to look like or what this future is supposed to look like in a simulated environment? So then when you go back to your job, you can do it and you know what, what will make you fail and you know what, what's great. So yeah. That's awesome. So it sounds like your roles all kind of built up to where you're at now, like without the experiences you had before, you wouldn't have necessarily been able to land this new job. Totally. Um, and, and that's what I also think is really important is that each role, even if they're different or if they are the same, like you're still learning. And and I think that's a big thing is once you're out of college, I think that's where the most learning comes from and and like actually doing it. Unfortunately. Right. (laughs) Not from the, not from the $20,000 classes you're taking, but I know (laughs) seriously. So just be open to that. Like you're not going to be the smartest person in the room. And in fact, if you are, you probably have um, lived, not lived too long, but well, <laughs> your stay is too long. I don't know. Yeah, what that no, I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah, you should, you should be, you should be going for the next challenge. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Were there any people or influences that ha- kind of shaped you and down that path as you kind of were jumping from your consulting to your tech role or, you know, deciding between the business and bio? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, the first one is like you don't have to have it figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think just it's really hard because after college, you think you're going to get the best job and you're going to be there forever and all these things. But in reality, like, no, it's okay to move jobs. I feel like that's something that at least our ge- generation, millennials, um, 
are very aware of. So that's mm-hmm. one. And then the second one is you need to interview for the job just because you they the job needs to see whether or not it is the right fit. But they are also like you should be interviewing them for whether or not it's the right fit for you. Right. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, and people don't realize that, that, Hey, a job opportunity that pays well or has a great brand name is awesome. But if it is not the right fit for you, it is okay to walk away from it. Totally. Like that is something that people don't know. So did um, you feel that type of fit with this tech job that you're working in now? Yeah. Yes. Um, and that goes to my third one, which is like, make friends and <laughs> use them in a way is like network your butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great fit. So for me, what I really enjoyed about consulting was the fact that I can manage my schedule. Yes. I'm working super late and on clients and stuff, but if I was done at 3 PM, I'm done at 3 PM. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I very much value. So that's what I was looking for in another company. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So Now I want to ask, do you feel like what you're currently doing in your role now, is this what you're meant to be doing? Or do you see some, another change coming up in the next several years? Right now I'm happy. Um, and in in the next couple of years, I don't know if I'll be here for in this role forever. Um, but I do see myself in the company for long-term and then also like, who knows? Like mm-hmm. I could wake up one day, I'm super into photography and just be like, oh, I, again, here comes the money part. Right. But I'm comfortable enough to take like a sabbatical or a couple of months off and mm-hmm. just like work on my photography. And, and that's like where I hope to be, right. Is to be financially stable. So then if I find a hobby that I want to do, I can be like, okay, yeah, I can enjoy doing this while living the life I live. Um, but that's not what success is. That's, mm-hmm. that's just like, me not making up my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. And it is, it is a scary thought to think of, uh, being able to pursue something like something of your dreams. Cause I know that that's what turns a lot of people away from doing that because at the end of the day, as much as we don't want to only be pursuing money, it also is important yeah. to recognize that. I mean, you do need to be financially stable. There are those pros and cons, right? So you're pursuing something that you absolutely love, but if it's causing so much additional stress on your life because you can't afford to pay the bills or you can't afford to do the things you love, then that's maybe when you need to like start considering you know, something else in addition to what your current hobby or passion is. Um, but I think that that is definitely something at the top of like my list personally is I would love to be 10 years, 15, 20 years down the road, be so financially free that I could travel. That's like my end goal as I want to be traveling nonstop and be doing my work from home. So I think it is as much as we hate to say it, money does <laughs> have a little bit of power over us, but I totally like, I don't think that takes away from not only pursuing that idea of, you know, the big money, big bucks. Exactly. Um, so next question, and I, this can, I hate asking this because I don't want to make you feel bad, but <laughs> do okay. you have any uh, biggest failures that occurred oh, in yeah. your trek to here? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that I've had, I'll talk about two. One is um, a failure to kind of love myself. Um, and I know that sounds weird, but I grew no, up not with at eczema all. Um, and had scars all over my body just because 
God, Colorado, as beautiful as it is, it's a very dry climate. So my skin would dry out and scab. And I'm not going to get into all of those details, but I, having that at a young age and growing up and comparing again, like myself to all these beautiful individuals, right? I would just be like, oh, why don't I look like that? Or why is my skin this? Or what is happening to that? And I think that actually stopped me from just becoming the individual I am. And I, I'm still not comfortable with certain things or, or like wearing certain outfits because I'm just like, oh, what if you can see this faint scar? So mm-hmm. failure to love myself is one of them. Um, and again, what would I do to help with it? Therapy. <laughs> and two is just honestly like realizing that the picture that we put out to the world is very different than we can see ourselves. Right. So we, Mm -hmm. we like put on a facade to the world to say like, Hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Um, but everyone is on their own journey. So I think that was a big like learning lesson for me to understand if my best friend is beautiful, six to Latina individual, like she still has self-love image stuff like I do. It's just that we don't talk about it or we didn't talk about it, mm-hmm. right? So totally. being able to talk about it, I think is huge. Totally. I think I'm so glad you brought that up because I've actually been recently having these discussions with my friends of people who put up this front that everything is A-okay, whether it be with their relationships, yeah. with their career choices, with their family, with their self-love. And then you talk to them or you hear stories and it's, it's so not true. Like everybody has their own battles. And unfortunately they're not as openly discussed, which is what I'm seeking to do here. (laughs) Like I'm, I love these conversations because I think it's so important for people to recognize that everybody's journeys look different and that we all go through these things, you know? And so just because somebody looks like they're all perfect on the outside and and that's not to go against what people post, like put, right. make, do whatever makes you feel best because that's all that really matters. But also remember that everybody else is doing the same. Um, and so that's, that's tough though, but I'm, I'm, it sounds like you're, you've kind of grown out of that. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's also recognizing that that's a journey, right. Of just saying, Hey, like some days I feel like I look like a hot piece of person. And then other days I'm just like, what the hell? What am I doing? (laughs) Um, But it's also giving yourself grace on the self-love journey. Absolutely. Heck, if if I uh, had my camera on right now, you would see that I have pimple cream on my face. I have (laughs) glossy lips from Vaseline that I've been lathering all over my crusty dry lips. So you know what? We all go through it. Well, Megan, that's why I asked you if this was an on-camera thing. Because I was like, (laughs) if it is, I need to go get my eyebrows done. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. No, no, it's it's okay. Um, We'll save the next call for for film when I, yeah, look a little bit better and pull together. You know, that works working from home thing is just, has done a number on my daily appearance. <laughs> like I stopped taking care of myself. That's for sure. Appearance wardrobe. Like, honestly, I'm driving, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there anything else before I like kind of wrap this up that you'd like to discuss? Mm, the only other hardest lesson I would say is be patient with yourself. Like I'm dyslexic and okay. I'm not a good writer. And when I first started off my career in consulting, a lot of it cycled and relied on writing. And I got so nervous when I got feedback and just like 
understanding that, Hey, I might, this might not be my strong suit and that's okay. And I think that's what career journeys are all about is understanding what you're strong at and what you need to work better at and all these things. And like, I was ashamed to tell people that I'm dyslexic. So they'd just be like, Devonji, why, like, why can't you write a full sentence? And I was like, it takes me a little time. Just give me a second. Right. Um, so just give yourself patience when you're doing that career move and, and just like, understand that you're going to be great at some things and you're not going to be great at others, but that's okay. And that's all about finding what it is that you're meant to be doing. So I think that's great. Well, Devonshi, this was absolutely wonderful. I cannot thank you enough for this. I'm going to give a shameless plug and tell you to go follow my Instagram. Well, okay, time out. <laughs> my Instagram has like 55 followers right now, but it's because I'm using my burner like Finsta account to kind of transition onto this. So you might think I'm a total freak weirdo. No, I assure I'm not you. It. <laughs> I'm not that weird. Like I'm a little bit out there, but I'm going to encourage you to go listen to or go follow that and listen to my other episodes. But yeah, this has been fantastic. I loved talking with you and I actually hope to stay in touch and hear more about your journeys and everything. I hope so too. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes and grows. Yeah, thanks. Me too. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye, Megan. Bye, Megan.